Welcome to In Between, an anthropological podcast experiment which accompanies me to delete. Where exactly I want to go with this podcast, how I want it to develop or what it's going to be in the end, I don't know yet, but this is a start and you can be part of the journey if you want to listen to it. I have been studying and living in Delhi for one year in 2018 and have been carrying out my research there. I'm an anthropologist. Now I haven't been back for one year and I decided to go back for six weeks to first of all meet friends of course, to go and see what's still left of the life I built there and to, to like check out several topics for my PhD. This podcast will be about documenting basically these six weeks. So it's an experiment, documenting like a lot of impressions and feelings, emotions that I have going back to my, what I call my second home in Delhi. At the same time, it will be a documentation of my search for a topic, which will make me talk to different people, go to different events. And that's the point of this podcast for now. (laughs) So I think the very first observation I had when I landed in Delhi was like that very particular smell of Delhi airport, which immediately hit me. It's even a bit ridiculous when I describe the kind of mixture the smell consists of. It's uh, something with old carpets, something undefinably sweet that comes together with like the humid air of Delhi in the season. But somehow it just felt so familiar when I got out of the plane. It's immediately like hit off a thousand memories, just the way smells tend to do. Then when I got to the immigration, some guy asked me if he can borrow my pen just for one minute while I was still writing, but somehow I was naive enough to give it to him. And afterwards he refused to give it back. And at that moment, of course, I took it in a funny way but at that moment I realized that okay you're not in Switzerland anymore you need to be less dreamy more focused and like yeah pay more attention to what's happening around you that are like these small little habits or moods you get in when you live in a place which you forget if you haven't been there for a while so that was kind of a wake-up call right there in a very funny manner (laughs) By now, I've already been here for about three days and I spend a lot of time with friends, at friends' home, at the university where I used to study and just took a bit of time to settle in, to take it all in, to handle the many emotions and everything that comes with it. Because when you have not been at a place for a year, you, at least I, started to become afraid that I'm romanticizing it, romanticizing the relationships I had here, the life I had here, like everything. But now that I'm here, I realized it's pretty much how I remembered it. Like, the relationships are still the same with a lot of people. When I'm at my best friend's home, it feels like I've never been away. Like, the way we act with each other, the way I move in these spaces, it's as if I've left yesterday and came back today. And also in the university, like when I'm walking between the different buildings and then I meet someone and it's just like it used to be when we met between classes. So it's 
yeah, it's interesting how fast you get back into a place. Moreover, one thing which I immediately notice and really like is the kind of informal way that people make you feel at home and people make you feel comfortable in, I think, in India in general. So, for example, when I was at my best friend's place, so my best friends are an Indian couple, which I know from <laughs> practicing Acro Yoga. So, somehow, since he picked me up and he brought me there and we spent this whole beautiful day there, a few beautiful days there, I felt like, like saying thank you because that's what my culture tells me to do from at home because I think in Switzerland saying thank you is a very important thing and if you don't say it, it's a very bad thing. So when I, even when I started to say like, and you know, uh, thank you for picking me up, I already felt weird. And then he just started to laugh and he looked at me and he was like, really, <laughs> you're one year away and you have become so Swiss again. Do we have to go through all the lessons again or what? And it was funny. And then he, <laughs> and then he started to imitate me. And he was like, oh, and, you know, thank you for bringing the chocolate and thank you for coming. And I was like, ah, stop it, stop it, stop it. I got it. So it's very funny the way, like, people want you to take the nice things they do for you and the hospitality and everything. They want you to take it for, gra for granted in a way. But they want you to feel comfortable and they don't want you to create some kind of formal distance by saying thank you or making a big thing out of it. And somehow I missed that and kind of completely forgot how it works and how much it makes you feel part of a place very fast. Because this kind of doing things and taking them for granted, I feel like many times in Switzerland it only happens when you're like really close or in your family or really close friends, boyfriend, girlfriend relationships like that. So this was like a, an observation I really liked. Moreover, I observed that a lot of the cliché things which I used to find interesting, like, I don't know, cows walking on the streets, so many rickshaws, so many weird vehicles roaming the streets, like, that I found so astonishing in the, in the beginning, but I became very used to in the whole year I lived there. So even now, I notice it, I'm like, oh, all right, ah, oh, yeah, that was how it works here. And it's not these kind of things which... I don't know, capture my mind for a second. So. However, I feel that in the last few days, I have very pretty much moved around in some kind of bubble. Because when you're with your friends, like you're in the car and you're talking, and somehow I still didn't completely realize that out there, it's India <laughs> out there in the car. Because I haven't really faced India alone yet. So I went from one friend's place to the other place to... Meeting these people like never being alone, also very much part of Indian daily life, but somehow it hasn't let me, yeah, I just move around in my bubble with the people I know I feel secure with and I haven't really yeah, confronted India alone, which usually makes a huge difference because if I'm walking with Indian friends, it's very different and I get approached a lot less than when I'm walking alone as a white person. If it's for begging, if it's out of curiosity or talking, whatever it is, they're just different. And yeah, I haven't seen that yet, but I'm for sure, <laughs> I'm sure gonna see it. Moreover, I feel like whenever I'm in India, and this doesn't happen to me in other places, it happens to me especially in India because it's my second home, or I call it my second home, or it's about to be figured out if it is my second home. 
is that my life in Switzerland at home, <laughs> my other home, suddenly becomes so far away, like on a different planet completely. While for me, India has always been so present somehow in my daily life in Switzerland. On the one hand, because people kept calling me and kept yeah, keeping contact with me. On the other hand, because things kept reminding me or striking me as so different from working different than the way I had experienced life in the, la- in the year before in India. So that's interesting. But I think in many ways, this podcast also is about the notion of home. Can you, what does home mean? Can you have two homes in two different places? What does it need to be a home? So in many ways, I think it will revolve around that also. Because my journey was a bit about figuring out how much home will be still there when I come back after one year. And so far, it's as if I've never left, so quite a lot. It's, yeah, it's crazy how fast you can sneak back into that old life. So before I end this first episode of this podcast, I would like to had a few snippets of observations which I made because actually the intention of this podcast would be that one day it would be a podcast from the field like as an anthropologist if I go to the field and I do research and it would be or I always feel like that you only see the finished work of anthropologists but actually I would like to hear stories from the field anecdotes the good ones the bad ones the good days the difficult days So that's actually my idea, to create a podcast from the field. But since I'm still in search of a research topic, there is no field yet and there is no real research, of course, happening yet. But I want to structure it in this fashion. That's why in the upcoming episodes, I intend to share more like snippets, like recording straight out of the field, like observations and all. And for now, I will share a few observations after the moment when they happened but in the future I would like to record like right then and there so by now I'm already here for a week and several things have happened one thing which was really interesting was when I went to a open mic evening like a kind of a poetry session where different people come and they mostly do poetry but they also do other things like playing guitar or doing performances and all and they have like an it's like a safe space an audience which listens to them and I went to one of these performances like already when I left I was already like oh fuck I'm gonna be late like 50 minutes late what if it's already full on and then this white girl bumps in what should I do but when I got there it hadn't even started the place was pretty cute like an artist's studio like opened exactly for that to like give art other artists a space to share their work and all so I entered and of course I got stared at a lot but I just removed my shoes like everybody else did and I sat down and there was a cute little stage and people were still building up a few people were there so then I started to talk to the guy next to me and asked him if he's performing also or if he's just like me just an audience and He turned out to be a surgeon and his wife also. So he told me that, yeah, he's going to perform. But lately he didn't have a lot of time. He used to come all the time. But right now, like his work is so demanding, so many hours. 
But then he was really sweet. Like we talked a lot about poetry and how he's interested in it. And he said that his poetry is going to be in Hindi. And he explained me more or less what it's going to be about so that he thinks I have more chances to understand it. And then more and more people came and eventually there were, uh, it started. And there was one host. Like a guy would always like announce the next performers, would say two, three lines in between and all. And when he started, he was like, Madam, what's your name? And I was like turning back and looking, is he really meaning me? And I was like, oh shit, yes, he is. And then I told him my name. And then he was like, I have some bad news for you. The performance, it's all going to be mostly in Hindi. And then I replied in Hindi, like, don't worry. Like, I understand and I'll try my best. So don't worry, I'm looking forward to it. And the people were laughing and very, they were clapping. I got an applause and he was like, okay. And the whole thing started. And I think there were like two performances or three that were in English and the rest was all in Hindi, like pretty classical stanzas and verses. Like it was super interesting. So for me, the understanding was difficult because a lot of words are like heavily Urdu, which I don't understand so well yet. So I understood like 60%, like of the hosting and all, everything. But when it comes to the real grasping the nuances of a really nice poem, that was more difficult. It was interesting. So they kept like translating small words for me, like in case I wouldn't understand. And they, yeah, one guy after the other, they were mostly men. They were like, I think two women presenting, the rest were men, like maybe maybe eight other men presenting and there were a few spectators but very little people actually I think around 20 25 and they said that today there were really little people and they didn't really know why but I was actually lucky so less people to stare at me and all and for me it was beautiful to see like there are some people who would speak like probably mostly Hindi who wouldn't interact a lot with foreigners or who would be from a social background which wouldn't like really let that happen. But uh, it was interesting that through their poetry, I kind of got some insight in their world and how they think or which issues are like on their minds. An insight which I would never have if I would be trying to have a conversation with them, probably. So I really loved that. Most of the topics, heartbreak was a big topic. And, you know, these small everyday things. Or for example, the surgeon. He, um, I talked with him like how he's so close to life and death every day and how it's so heavy his work and I told him don't you think this is great stuff for poetry but what he said was like no and he doesn't really want to write about this and at the end like his poem was it was very much about the small little things we hate but how we contribute to them also the form of poetry is very different so there are different verses which are being repeated and repeated so it was super interesting to like how different it works. So if I go to a poetry event at home, we clap at the end. But here you clap after every verse and people feel like interjecting like what they feel. Right? They say like, oh, oh, very nice. Or, oh, how beautifully you have said that. And they keep like commenting in a way which we would never do at home. So interesting. Moreover, it was pretty interesting that after the event, a lot of people came to talk to me. Yeah, all of them were asking me, like, what are you doing here, madam? And <laughs> did you understand? Like, oh, how did you come here? And it was quite interesting. Like, yeah, so a pretty interesting event in many ways, really beautiful. Like what I understood from the poems, they were really like artsy and beautiful and 
yeah, touching many of them and how the people created a safe space for each other and appreciated each other's poems and each other's contributions. That was beautiful. So definitely an evening that was worth it. Another thing I want to share is like uh, the fact that I'm again, like for, keep forgetting that I'm white and that being white in this country means something different. So for example, it creates a lot of distance between you and the people you're interacting with. Not with all people, especially people from like pretty higher class and all with them I can interact just as I do with people at home but especially lower class people who haven't probably interacted with many foreigners they react very different to you and also still there's this distance going on for example like one girl after the poetry event I told her like wow what I understood from your poems I really like them beautiful and she responded like oh you have really beautiful eyes it's like I was like okay <laughs> I'm complimenting you for something which you have done but in return all people can see is like yeah the outside like the white outside which is supposed to be appreciated but also I haven't really um, done anything which he could have had commented on but still I got these kind of comments a lot and they are always leave me kind of speechless because I don't know what to reply like okay thank you but I haven't really done anything for it and the same like happened in two other occasions like one thing was I went to a mall and in the German version I have a really nice uh, audio where I'm talking in the mall like malls are very interesting spaces in India so they are super clean very upper class kind of places and they are so much is going on, it's like a time pass, so many people are there. It feels a bit like being back in Japan, where everything is loud and so much and bright and colors and so much happening at the same time and so many people going there, holding hands, shopping, doing this, that, families coming. And yeah, I always found these spaces quite overwhelming, like so different than the India outside. They are so clean, like there are pe cleaning people who clean all the time and while they are cleaning people who are walking over the places they clean. So it's like a, a never-ending process, this cleaning. I always feel a bit sorry for these sweepers. Um, yeah, these spaces are just so exclusive in many ways and work so different than the outside of India. But they are just as much part of India, of course. So in that mall, I went to the toilet and in the toilet there are always these cleaning ladies who are like keeping the toilet clean and I always feel like wow they are in this space the whole day and they greet you when you enter and then sometimes they pick the tissues up and hand them to you and all of this and I always find it difficult to interact with them because they are so formal with me and they call me ma'am and sometimes they bow in front of me and it's so difficult because I also am not used to this, right? I find it strange if someone is breathing my neck, yeah, is breathing down my neck while I'm washing my hands or checking my makeup or something. So I was there again. I was like, oh no, so many of these ladies again, and they. Are. I also never know if they want to be tipped by me or something because they're always extra friendly to me. Maybe because I'm white, or maybe they're hoping for something. I'm not sure. But anyway, so at the end, like I was washing my hands, checking my makeup, so one of them approached me and my first thought was, oh no, she's gonna do something which will give me the feeling that I need to tip her or something. But then she came super close and was like looking at me from the side and I was like a bit freaked out. I thought, what does she want? And then uh, 
She said in Hindi, I'm sorry, like, I think your earring is nearly coming out. And I was like super surprised. It was so cute. I was like, oh, wow, thank you so much for observing this. And it was true. So I put it back in and secured it safely. And we were, yeah, talking for a bit. Like, and it felt very, yeah, not so distant. But then at the end of the conversation, when I left the toilet, she bowed down in front of me. And there was like, the hierarchies were back. And here, of course... I'm coming from a place from a place where there are no hierarchies, like, or very little. And for her, that's the norm. That's how things should be. But for me, it's still very difficult to deal with this because I'm coming from a world where it's no question that everybody's equal. And I feel it has a lot to do with distance, that people don't know how to treat me differently or approach me or how to talk to me like a person because they are so much in the hierarchical thinking that I'm somewhere so far up the hierarchy they cannot really talk to me. And that's a sad thing because many times I feel like the only time I really connect with people and I have like a good talk or something, not a good talk, but I connect with them as human beings is, for example, when something unexpected happens. Like someone says something stupid and we both have to laugh or something really weird happens and we're both don't understand what's going on and there are these small moments when eyes are meeting and you feel the exact same and you're just both two human beings and everything else is stripped away in that moment these are the only moments and I'm only talking about lower class people who wouldn't else really interact with me or I also it's not only them it's also me being really shy although I learned a lot of Hindi I'm still shy with interacting with people because they react to me in a certain way Another interesting thing which happened was uh, there is a celebration going on right now. It's called Dusera and it's, uh, it's about Ram and the whole story of Ram and it's been being enacted for 10 days always, parts of the stories everywhere and it's like a whole fair. And so like there are like these big wheels and roller coasters and ice cream and all and uh, they are selling these small swords and things which reminds or which remind of the gods and like kids would play with these plastic swords and all and it's very interesting form of entertainment which is yeah religious entertainment for the masses somehow just like a fair at home but with some kind of religious background and there uh, we got an ice cream but a pretty interesting ice cream so one thing I have to get used to back is that people keep touching your food with their bare hands something which never happens in stairs in Switzerland with for example like this guy was taking out some ice and making it into some kind of snowball putting it on a wooden stick and I was already like wow okay with of course bare hands like will my stomach handle that well and then it's like there's some masala on it and then some sugary syrups and you put it in the sugary syrups and you lick it and it's very yeah very strange thing to eat but also exciting I love these small little things which I think like many Indian people must have grown up like going to these playing with the swords eating these ice creams seeing these enactments of the story of Ram and all it's that was brilliant yeah loved it there was another situation um, where I really realized that I'm white again. And that was, or like not, I didn't realize it. And that's the thing. And other people had to tell me. We were in a cab. Like an, it was kind of like Uber, but the Indian version of it. And then the traffic police pulled us out and they scolded the driver for not having 
a uniform for he has jumped the red light and wanted to see his license and then he got out and then they harassed him so eventually one girl decided to go out and talk to him like to make the situation more bearable because the policeman would be more friendly to her because she's a girl that's what people explained to me and so everyone felt like getting out of the car and when I wanted to get out of the car they were like no 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 you don't get out I was like why and then they were like no you um, you will make the situation more complicated like because you're white they will charge us more money like don't do that and I was like, okay, oh, wow, okay, but I don't want to stay in the car alone. You never know what happened. So someone stayed with me. And it, it's interesting. Like, I completely forgot because I've been with these group of people, this group of friends the whole day. Like, how I completely forgot that I'm different. Because by now I also stand, understand enough him. I don't feel so much like an outsider anymore. I found it interesting how it keeps coming back in and yeah, how I am able to forget it. I think the last observation I want to share is the fact that till now I haven't taken a single picture. And I feel the reason is because it all seems so normal to me. Like so every day it's... I'm not on this exotic India adventure anymore that I used to be earlier and I feel like I have to make pictures of everything and everything is so strange. Not at all. Everything seems so everyday to me. Even too much just as everyday as if you're in a dream. And there are some weird things, but they you, it's a dream and they make sense somehow. So it felt like this. It still feels like this, like every day, a dream just too normal, just too weird. But also beautiful in a, in a sense, because you realize that you really have become part of a place or you move now as part of a place. It's not that foreign environment anymore where you're in. Of course, it's still foreign in many ways. And I think I am foreign for people in many ways. But yeah, there is some merging happening here. But that's all for now. So thanks very much for listening. And there will be more soon. Mm-hmm.